Welcome to the Funky Cold Hoops Podcast, brought to you by Prism, the makers of the disputable take. Here is your host, Matthew Medina. So, we go to part two of our double, of our Prism doubleheader here. Yes, I'm recording back-to-back half-hour podcasts. I think this one's going to be a half-hour, I don't know, we'll find out by then. Um, but this is the Funky Cold Hoops. Um, this part, this, this podcast is dedicated to hoops and only hoops. Uh, the schedule is going to be a lot easier for me to manage, like I mentioned on the PvP. Um, since there's only two games and I am, and from here on to the rest of the finals, I am sacrificing. I'm making the sacrifice for you guys. I will be staying up late, getting no sleep, still working at 9 o'clock in the morning, and watching these games until they finish. So, uh, you can call me the basketball, it's for you, the people. You can call me the basketball bane. Uh, we got two games already in the books in the conference semifinals, and I'm actually having a game. I'm watching the Celtics and the Wizards right now, and I'm going to talk about that one in a, se- in a second, and it's funny because the way I think it, I have it written down here um, is exactly what I, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's not spoil. We're not going to tease, we're not going to, we're not going to spoil anything. We're going to tease it exactly going how I thought it was going to go and how did I think it was going to go. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Let's talk Spurs. The Spurs were blown out last night. I didn't watch too much of the game because it was such a blowout. There's so there's no need to really watch it. Um, originally I thought the Spurs were going to win. I thought they had the best. I I still I like James Harden a lot, but I think Kawhi Leonard is better, and I think Mike D'Antoni is a good coach. But I think Rick Popovich is better. So you give me the better coach, the better player, and home court advantage. Check 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 check. Well, you can take those checks off because Houston just blew them out. Um, I hate to be—I don't want to be the guy that says like overreaction next day. That's not who I want to be. Um, I like to be tempered. Look at the big picture. Take a step back. Give me more data. I want more information to make you know conclusive uh, opinions. Um, but something that's not going to change. You take away Kawhi Leonard, they have no perimeter defense. And they have no interior defense when Dwayne Dedman's not playing. Um, I think there's too much shooting from Houston. And probably not, not enough offense from San Antonio to keep up. I actually think this series is going to be over sooner. Nah, I mean, I respect San Antonio too much. I'll give him six games. Um, but I don't know. I don't. If I'm in San Antonio, I'm a little nervous here. What I would do, this is just me. And what do I know? I'm not Greg Popovich. I don't have five championship rings. I understand that. I get it. I never played NBA. I never played AAU. I never played Division Seven basketball. I've been watching basketball since I was four years old. Okay, the very first game I ever saw was Michael Jordan flipping his the ball from one hand to the next against the freaking Lakers. Okay, so I've been watching the game for a long time. So I, I understand how the game is played. Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker are just too old. Pau Gasol is too old, and Lamarcus uh, Aldridge looks he looks like he just got old real quick. I was always a big fan of him. I thought his game was really good. But he looks old. He can't elevate. It's not play. He's not a good defensive player as it is. Um, this is a very bad matchup between explosive, athletic Houston who likes to bomb versus a slower-paced, moving San Antonio Spurs. Um, if I was Pop, I would go straight to the young guys. I'd give Murray, Anderson, Dwayne Dedman, like I mentioned earlier, I um, A, see what they got, and B, some have some type of athleticism on the court. You need athleticism to recover and get to the shooters. 
Tony Parker's not going to get out there. Manny Ginobili's not going to get out there. LaMarcus Aldridge getting killed when he gets switched on and he's guarding a perimeter guy. You do not want LaMarcus Aldridge on the perimeter guarding James Harden or Trevor Ariza or Ryan. You, know, you don't even want him guarding Ryan Anderson. Um, you know, Rhino's been lighting him up. So I, this is a, I think it's a bad matchup. I'm not saying this is the death knell. Um, like my uh, like my peer Colin Coward has said. Uh, but I think this year they're done. I think they're done this year. I think quietly they've they've really retooled quietly on the fly. I like um, Jonathan Simmons, who we're going to talk about later on. Another tease. Um, that's another guy I'd, I'd be playing here. I like Murray, the kid from Washington, the point guard. I like him. I like Kyle Anderson. He's a little bit slower, but he's one of those guys where he just knows how to play basketball. Um, so they're kind of young, secretly. They're not old. But their best players are old. You know? So you'll hear the narrative going forward, all oh, the Spurs are old. It's not that the Spurs are old. Their best players are old. There's a difference. You know, they they have a young roster. They're just, they're learning. They're still learning. So, um, you know, good for Mike D'Antoni. You know, he got dumpster fires handed to him in the Knicks and the Lakers. And they didn't really buy into his system, even though he had Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals multiple times. He made Steve Nash a two-time MVP. He made Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson. He he got Amari Stoudemire's career even higher than it already was. Sean Mayer, I mean, th- this guy's a good coach, okay? Say what you want. If you know, Maybe his teams aren't always the best defensively, but it's, it's very skewed because he plays at such a fast pace. Their defensive numbers are always going to be middle of the pack. So... There's things you just have to take into consideration and look at the bigger picture. And you have to go and dive into the advanced stats to actually see his teams aren't actually they're actually pretty good defensively. They're good enough. So happy for him. Good for James Harden, who's come a long way from you know us making memes about his defense, you know, watching them on YouTube. So, you know, good for him. He was my MVP of the regular season. Um, you know, good for them. They're gonna be, you know, their rival, the team that has, you know, three more titles than they do. Um Good for Daryl Morey. One thing I will say about Daryl Morey, um, he's been rebuilding for a while and retooling. He's always collected assets, but you know what he's never done? He's never tanked. And I think he really needs to be commended for that. He's always tried to field a competitive product on the court while collecting assets and trying to get enough pieces to get a superstar. He got James Harden. He was able to sign Dwight Howard, but that didn't work out. He signed a bunch of players who compliment. He signed first of all. He signed. He signed the coach and said, "Okay, we have we have James Harden. Why aren't we giving him the ball? James, you're going to be our point guard. Are you going to be the first zero guard?" Um, so, and then he found players. Okay, well, let's get some players. Let's get players that he can pass the ball to. They can hit threes. Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson. So, and they have a point guard who, and they have Patrick Beverly who I. This isn't going to be a popular opinion, and it's not trying to be a hot take or anything. I actually think he's slightly overrated on defense. He's more of a nuisance. He gets away with a lot of fouling. He's kind of he's very physical. I mean, I'm not saying he's not physical. I'm not saying he's a terrible defender. Don't interpret that. But Chris Paul and Mike Conley are better defensive point guards than him because they defend without fouling. You know, they're actual good defenders. I think Patrick Beverly is more of a, a nuisance. However... I'm, I, you know, I respect. I would love him on my team if I was an NBA guy. I mean, that he's, a, he's a hard worker. He worked for everything he's ever earned in this league. He came from nowhere, 
You know, he went overseas and played. I mean, he's done his, he has uh, earned his stripes, so to speak, okay? So I don't want this to sound like I'm criticizing him, the player. I think he's just a little slightly overrated as a, as a defensive point guard. Having said that, though, I'd take him on my team any day of the week. You know, any day of the week. He could be, he could be on my team. I just think he's really good. I just think he's not as great as some as some people say. Like I remember last week Isaiah Thomas and 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 um Brendan Hayward talking about how point guards in this league are terrible and blah 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 and there's only Patrick Beverly's the only good. Hello, Chris Paul was defending Kevin Durant, you know, like 5 years ago on defense and he was playing good. Okay, Rajon Rondo is good defensively. Mike Conley is great defensively, okay? Kyle Lowry is great defensively. Stop telling me point guards are terrible defensively. You know who the terrible point guards are? It's usually the ones who score the most points. So just because they get the more notoriety because they score a lot of points doesn't mean that the other point guards aren't good defensively. I just want to clear that up, okay? All right, let's move on. Cavs, Raptors. All right, we're going to take like at least not that long. We're not going to talk about this one. This one's over. LeBron James is clearly the best player. They're going to dominate him. They're going to get swept. I'm stunned. You know, stunner. Toronto got blasted. There's no X's and O's to talk about. This series is over. Um, they have no shot to win a game, in my opinion, unless LeBron kind of wants the NBA to get talked about for like another day or two with ratings. Now, it is true that TV contracts only pay for the four games. That is true. So when they say, oh, the NBA wants five, six, seven games, they, they want it, not because it generates revenue, but it's because they get people talking about their sport more often. Because they only pay, TV contracts only pay for four games. Because that's the only thing that's guaranteed. So, um, five games at the most. At the most. So, let's move on. Toronto may need to blow this up. I don't know, but, you know, you can't go out there and give Serge Ibaka a big deal and bring this thing back. Because this, this, they're not good enough. Um, let's move on to the Commonwealth Boston. As This is the game I'm watching right now as I'm recording this. It's actually the second quarter, 10 minutes left. Washington's up 44-36. Um, Boston took a 1-0 series lead in this against Washington. Um, I had Washington winning. If you remember on the disputable take, I said um, my hot take would be that the Washington Wizards would make the conference finals. Um, however, the potential uh, Markeith Moore's ankle injury scares me a little bit. As someone who's rolled his ankle like a billion bajillion times, it sucks. It bothers you. However, he is playing right now, and he's playing good. And this is what I want. What I was going to talk about. I wrote this down in some notes here. Without him, now I mentioned a week ago when I talked, to, or when I did the last episode, I talked about how I like the Wizards. I like their roster. I do. Their backups are good, but the backups are backups for a reason. They're not built. The backups aren't built to contend with Al Horford for 48 minutes. That's just not fair. Al Horford's a great player, okay? He's not the best player, but he's a great player. And Jason Smith is good, but he's not going to contend with Al Horford for, for 48 minutes. That's just not going to happen. So they need Marquise Morris to help rebound, give him some interior toughness and presence and stuff like that. Um, they just don't have enough bigs if, if he doesn't play. So, you know, I'm not going to say the obituary for the Washington Wizards. Again, I'm watching game two as we speak. Marquise Morris is in, and go figure, Washington's up by nine. They were up 16-0 against them. In game one, he went out, and they got blown out. So, and I know it may have been like a 10-point score or anything like that, but 
When you're down 16-0 and you win by 10, that means it's a 26-point swing. That's a blowout, okay, ladies and gentlemen? So, no final verdict yet. We're going to keep a close eye on this one because, from what I've read, these teams just do not like each other, which is great. NBA needs more rivalries. Um, but I still like the Wizards, I think, as long as Markeith Morris is healthy. Um, so we're going to move into the final conference semifinal here. Uh, the champions elect Golden State Warriors play the Utah Jazz. All right, now let me say this first before I, you know, go on my little tangent here. I love Utah. I think they're, I like the makeup of their roster. I hope Gordon Hayward stays here, stays there. I'm not in Utah, excuse me. I hope he stays there. I hope George Hill stays there. I hope Dante Exum turns into something that we all thought he was going to turn into. I don't think they have any shot against the Warriors. I don't think they're going to be able to put up enough points. Um, they can do their best to slow the game down, but you can't slow the pace. I mean, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Goddard, Sean Livingston, Zaza Pachulia, JaVale McGee. I mean, Ian Clyde, I mean, they just the, You know the roster. You know what the roster is. You know what they do. They push the pace. Nobody can slow them down. Unless you're, you know, now I will say this, Utah is physical enough. They have big bodies and physical bodies to, to be a nuisance, but I don't know. I just think that, I don't think they're going to be able to put up enough points to stop you, the uh, Golden State. Um, now I will say this game three is going to be loud, especially with what the Warriors said. <laughs> Warriors players wanted the Clippers to win and it's not because they own the Clippers, which probably it really was, but, um, they don't really want to go to Utah. They think it's boring. I've never been there. I don't know. But they would rather enjoy the L.A. LA nightlife. And fortunately, Steph Curry came out and says, well, if anybody's concerned about nightlife, they need to get that fixed because we're here to, we're here to do a job. So, you know, it is what it is. At least, you know, people ask for honesty. If you don't like it, then don't ask for honesty. Pretty simple, right? So, game three at Salt Lake City, it's going to be loud. They're going to be booing the hell out of this team. And that might be their only shot to win a game. Um, I mean, their only chance at winning a game and even thinking about winning the series, Rudy Gobert is going to have to dominate this series like he's Wilt Chamberlain. He's going to have to put up 30 to 35 points a game, 13 to 15 rebounds a game, four to five blocks. He literally would have to make the Warriors not be able to make interior, close to the rim shots. I, he would literally have to lock the paint down completely and allow nothing at the rim for them to even consider uh, oh oops I just knocked my mic down oops, sorry knocked the mic down because I was getting so into it um you know I don't think they have it you know he's I like Rudy Gobert I don't think he's gonna be able to score 35 points you know because ideally you would look at it and say well yeah of course he can why not Rudy Gobert is 7-2 he's taller than Draymond Green you know Zaza Pachulia is not great defensively, but you know the the less that you can have the um, the death lineup on there, the best, the better. But um, I don't think they have a shot. And I like the Warriors. I like their makeup. I mean, not the Warriors, Utah Jazz. I like their makeup of their team. I like their coach. They just got no shot. You know, no disrespect. Um, I don't see it. I just don't see them dropping a game. Durant, Durant is back. I mean, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen. Kids, moms and dads. They scored 45 points in a playoff game in the first quarter last week. Hello. 
in a closeout game, by the way. You tell me that the Warriors are not a good team. I didn't think so. Lastly, what we're going to talk about, to, you know, finish up here, we're going to talk about a team that the Utah Jazz disposed of, the most popular team to criticize at the moment, the Los Angeles Clippers. Everyone says, everywhere I'm hearing, Colin says it, Rosillo talked about it, articles here, articles on the ringer, Zach Lowe, here we go, Brian Windhorst, blah, 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 blah. Clippers have to blow it up. Well, maybe I missed something. I haven't heard every single person. But the Clippers don't really have the the choice. It's in the player's hand. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul control the Clippers' fate in their hands. They both have player options that they are going to opt out of. J.J. Redick is going to be a free agent. This could literally end up being a team of DeAndre Jordan, Austin Rivers, and Jamal Crawford right now. That's like they have them and some other guys in the books, but that's also a good thing because uh, they're only gonna, they have fifty four million dollars. If I did the, my math correctly, I like the thing I did. Uh, shout out to Hoopsite for having the rosters on there. Um, they have fifty four million dollars committed, and I'm going to go on a limb. I believe I haven't seen what the um, this, the the salary cap is going to be for next year, but I want to say it's in the hundred something. So Chris Paul opts out, right? And the Clippers release his rights, so that way they have the actual cap space, and they're not holding. And his his uh, cap number is not going against the number. Um, and they can have a you know fifty million dollars of of cap space to sign free agents. So what do you do? I like Blake Griffin. I think he's really good. I think he's actually very underrated. I think he can handle the ball. Um, people say he doesn't have a jump shot. You're not watching the games. He actually does have a pretty decent jump shot. Um, I think he needs to leave. I'd let him walk. I think they need to let him walk, and I think he needs to leave for Blake Griffin. I think he needs a fresh start, and I get it. It's not easy to leave L.A. It's cool from what I understand. If you're rich, why not be in L.A.? Um I think they need to let him walk. And he needs to leave for his own good. I want to go to Oklahoma City if I was him. I don't really know where he should go. I'd like him in Miami. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be a good fit there. Um, I think Spolster's actually a better coach than Doc Rivers as well. I think he knows what he's doing there. I like Pat Riley, um, Hassan Whiteside, you know, Gordon Drogic. I think that's a good fit. It's kind of you'd be like, well, it's kind of like the same thing he has now. Hassan Whiteside is a DeAndre Jordan and is a worse version of, or a lesser version, I should say. Uh, actually, you know what? Hassan Whiteside might be a better version. I don't know. We'll look into that. But Gordon Drogic sure as hell ain't Chris Paul. So, I don't know. I'd, I I would let him walk. And one of the things that came up is, and this is a probably a good point. I actually never thought of it like this until it was broken up. And it makes total sense. The Clippers, they may be worried about trying to get market share from the Lakers. Well, you can't do that. The Lakers are the most prestigious team that this league has ever produced. No disrespect to the Celtics. It's the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? They have Magic Johnson. They have Will Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. The lo- the freaking logo, okay? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I didn't, I, look how long it took me to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. For real? Come on now. Um... They're the most prestigious team. It is what it is. You're not going to grab the market share unless 
you win titles. And this team has shown you you can't win titles. And now, although I do believe you can look at the Dallas Mavericks, they kept retooling. They kept retooling and getting the right players. The Clippers seem to be trying to get players on the cheap, but they aren't the right players. I don't. They're not. They're not able to get the free agents that it looks like Cleveland can get to commit there for cheap. That LeBron could get in Miami. That I don't. You know, he. They're not getting the right free agents as the backups to take less money to live in L.A. L.A. is also expensive. You know, I get these guys probably have money in the bank, but it's like, hey. I need to get paid too, you know. I gotta. It's expensive as hell out here. You know how much you're taking on my taxes, and I gotta pay my agent. Come on now. Um, so, you know, I I would retool. I'd keep Chris Paul. You know, you, at some point in time, I don't care if you like him or hate him. You guys need to understand. This guy's one of the top ten point guards ever. This guy's a beast. Okay, he actually gets better in the playoffs. I understand his record. I get it. I'm not done. I'm not dumb, and I know winning counts. But it's not his fault. I mean, this guy took a bag of old, crusted Doritos to, like, seven games against the Lakers when he was with the Pelicans. You know, if this team was healthy, they would have gone farther. Now, the Houston Rockets series, who the hell knows what happened there? I don't know. But this team always gets injuries. And Chris Paul tends to get injured, too, so I'm not saying that. But he's the straw that stirs the drink. Okay, I would let Blake Griffin walk. And here's what I would do. I looked at, again, thank you, Hoops Hype. Shout, shout, uh, Hoops Hype. shout out to Hoops Hype. I looked at some free agents. You're going to have some money. And I know you say, well, man, how do we get Paul George? Paul George is going to be a free agent until next year, the year after. I would take some hard looks at a couple different players here. Okay. I would look at Jonathan Simmons from the Spurs, restricted free agent. I would look at Shabazz Muhammad from the T-Wolves. He's not going to get starting time over Andrew Wiggins, let's be real. And Muhammad has finally started to figure out he's a really good player off the bench. Um, and I, I look at Ben McLemore. You're like, well, Ben McLemore, he's been terrible in Sacramento. See the last word I said there? Sacramento. And I get that Buddy Hill went good there, but Ben McLemore lost his confidence. He was shot. Give him. I would give him a second chance. You could probably get him for cheap. I mean, this guy had the sweetest jump shot, uh, jump shot coming out of the high college when he did. I don't think he's done. You get a little bit more athletic. You get a little bit bigger on the wings and the perimeter. You still have DeAndre Jordan. You know, Thomas Robinson's out there. I, I've always liked Thomas Robinson. You know, I like you bring in Amir Johnson, a player like him in the locker room, because the, from what I hear, there are some chemistry issues amongst the Clippers. Um... I would see if I can get these guys on reasonable contracts, try and bring them in, fill out the roster, get some players. Don't just try to live off a starting five. I know that in the playoffs, all you need is your starting five. But, you know, they need something. And I don't think it's whatever they're going to try and roll out there again, that's not going to work. You get Muhammad, you get Macklemore, you get try and get Jonathan Simmons, try and bring in some power forwards um, to replace them. You know, you got, I mean, I don't know how many draft picks they have. I'm sorry, I didn't do that, look into it that much. They traded a lot of their picks away. They don't have much. They've got to stop trying to hit home runs. 
The teams that win are the teams that keep hitting singles and doubles and singles and doubles. Keep the inning going. Keep the next man up. Bring in another run. Bring in another run. Bring in another run. Keep the inning going. By the way, I can't believe I've dropped so many baseball references in the last two episodes. So, I know if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I love baseball. I'm, I used to love baseball. I'm trying to get back into it. And, you know, it looks like baseball's on the, on the rebound here. But, you know... I would try, I'd take a stab at some of these young guys. You get them young, you get them on their prime, and then if you have to pay them, at least you're paying them for their prime. You know? that That's what I would do. I, I think, especially Muhammad and Macklemore, I don't think these guys are going to be retained by their team if you make a right contract offer there where it's not too much for you, but it's it's too much for them to match. Like, let's say you give them, 10, you give them $12 million each. Minnesota is not going to keep Shabazz Muhammad for twelve million to come off the bench. I mean, they're not going to do that. I don't think. So, the goal's winning. You get those guys around Chris Paul. Let him work his magic. Let him be tough on them, but make them better. Because I don't care anybody says he makes his teammates better. Um, you know, get over the inferiority complex. Don't worry about the Lakers. Okay, you can't worry about what they do. Or who they are, all you can do is do is control your team. That's one of the big sayings I've learned. I've learned in my uh, in my in my career. You know, I've heard this from multiple bosses. Control the controllables, and this team is just not going to work the way it is. Take a stab, try and get some young talent in there, and give it another go. So that's just my two cents there. So um, thanks for listening to Funky Cold Hoops, part of the Prism Network. Uh, this is our burgeoning network. We're growing at a rapid pra- a rapid pl- uh, pace. Excuse me. You have to bear with me. I've done two half-hour podcasts um, and preparing for two half-hour podcasts. So, you know, this is like four hours of prep work into two things while I'm watching sports as well and keeping an eye on everything there. Um, we're growing a lot quicker than I thought, so I'm really excited. And that's all to you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for still supporting with us sticking with us um we're not on the itunes 100 just yet but we're getting closer and closer and closer um so thanks for subscribing listening please leave us comments and follow us on instagram at mateo86 at mateo 604 and on twitter at the mighty mateo m-e-t-e-o and just like i have a saying on the soccer podcast on this one i think it's that very apropos as always pod don't lie